How do you even intro this? The show? Like, what are we fucking doing, man? Like, <laughs> this is the weirdest thing we've ever done, probably. Oh, I didn't think this through. <laughs> Subtitle to this episode. <laughs> Look, you know what you clicked on. This is Sink Floyd. This is the podcast usually where we sync every movie ever made to Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. But this week, folks, myself, Gareth Blackler, and my intrepid, brave little boy co-host, James Barron. <laughs> Hi. Hi, James. Oh my gosh. Okay. I've, it's just, we've got to explain this yeah. straight up top. This is a reverse episode. Yeah. The Uno Reverse where... Podcast. Well, actually, you probably don't know what you clicked on because we didn't even announce this last week properly. Oh, this week <laughs> we've taken our audio, our video function is instead Pink Floyd mm. performing the magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon, in its entirety, live. We've muted that. We've taken all of that off, and instead, it would have made sense if we put like an iconic album yeah. or something people had heard of, like the audio of a movie or something. That would have all made sense. Instead, we've followed the strangest whim, <laughs> and we're syncing this Pink Floyd concert video with Yu-Gi-Oh! Music to Duel by, a 2001 album of, oh, <laughs> songs about <laughs> the anime Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> the disdain with which you just said songs <laughs> is just so good. <laughs> Oh my god, yes, that's oh. exactly what we've done. Yeah, we've done... I feel like this is the B-side to last week's episode, right? And that yeah. we're doing the the exact flip side of uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, canon here. Where we're doing a, yeah. bit of, a bit of the Yu-Gi-Oh! music. What the, what the kind of offerings are available from Yugi and his friends. Um, yeah. But also, I feel like this is setting a dangerous and excellent precedent... Uh, which we tend to do on the show and that like i feel like going forward if we want to do another album and it's not christmas and we're not treating ourselves um that we will sync it with this live performance of uh pink floyd which is uh from pulse i believe the 1995 yes. uh concert film um yeah yeah just the dark side of the moon section of that performance because they do play all the hits outside of dark side of the moon but they do play dark side of the moon in its entirety on yeah on the side b and by the way and it's, it's a sick performance wow. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i watched it um just clean without this other album yeah um it was really good it was really nice to revisit this album that we've heard so much yeah man and like this fresh new way, like the little reinventions, or even just the fact that it's being organically created yes. in front of us. It's it's very nice. It was very, mm. uh, it's kind of a relief to hear a new take on the <laughs> album, honestly, or like yes. just a just a different, fresh version of it. Um, and yeah, I'd seen um, Pulse before. It's a DVD that my dad owned. I think it's the DVD my dad owned. Nice. <laughs> yeah. There, there you go. It's it's the DVD for your dad to own. That's a recommendation <laughs> from us. And that uh, yeah. next Christmas, get him Pulse on DVD. <laughs> or Laserdisc, as it's available in, by the way. Yeah. Amazing. That's very cool. 
<laughs> wish you own a laserdisc don't you i don't own a laserdisc i've only seen one oh. film on laserdisc and it was Waterworld. <laughs> that's right <laughs> um but yeah i would i would love to own pulse as a laserdisc that's a great collector's yeah. item but anyway um yes yeah, so going forward i think this would be the way we do uh albums so feel free to suggest albums you want us to sync up with dark side of the moon yeah. we do have an option to do so now yeah um you've unlocked it's like a video game where you've got far enough that you've unlocked something and now you can go back and redo <laughs> things with more power this, this is the worst unlock it's so good <laughs> yeah so just you oh. unlock something and it objectively makes the game worse and you're like oh <laughs> all right i guess i have to deal with this now as well you know <laughs> oh my god but yes oh. Yu-Gi-Oh! music to duel by a a classic hit <laughs> of the music <laughs> genre um released by four kids tv the cl- the makers of yeah. uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! um never heard oh my of, goodness of of an anime putting out a soundtrack before this really i guess they exist but this is just an insane collective of songs i don't even know if yeah. all of these feature in the anime i think some of them are oh, just I'm written certain for this. none of them do yeah <laughs> there's okay oh okay i'm gonna take you back i'm gonna take you guys back to take me back. 2002 mm. 2002 um you know, world's a different place. The year is a palindrome. Ladybird wow. is happening in real life. She's receiving some socks for Christmas. Um, Sweet. Shout out my Ladybird stands. Yeah. But in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood, it's the holiday season, and my little brother, who's <laughs> very close to my age, we're only twenty months apart, asks for a Eminem album. He asks for the Eminem Show CD for Christmas. Good choice. And my parents. Yeah, as far as Eminem goes. Not a bad album. My, yeah, I'll, just, I'll say. My parents, however, they don't think he's ready for Eminem. Fair. So they get him. Just something else. They go down to the shop <laughs> and they ask the man, what's what's good for my son? Listen, and he's not ready. Says, <laughs> he's not ready for Eminem. No, oh, no, the man says, well, kids like Yu-Gi-Oh. So here's Yu-Gi-Oh, music to jewel by. Oh, man. And... Boxing day, we start heading off to go camping. Yeah. And we each take turns putting in CDs. So Dark Side of the Moon did definitely get played. Excellent. Yeah, I think there would have been some Neil Diamond it's for my mom. Nice. Um, maybe some Avril Lavigne for little Gareth. Nice. <laughs> this was a year before I discovered Green Day and like my mind got yep, recalled. Expanded, yeah. Yeah. And of course, Yu-Gi-Oh! Music to Jewel by, and the next Christmas, my brother got his Eminem album because my parents were like, well, we've found the one thing that's worse. <laughs> totally fair. Oh my yeah. god. That's that's great uh, Gareth Blackler lore right there. <laughs> wow. So that's why I'd heard of this album, and then years and years later, when you and I were flashing together, mm. it came up in conversation, and I was like, you guys have got to hear um face up face down which yes. is one of the songs on this album um and it became a regular rotation <laughs> for our planet <laughs> um, i don't know how and... often we played it i feel like we talked about it a lot and inflicted on it on people a lot yes yeah similar to crawl yeah actually very similar yeah <laughs> um oh gosh and then yeah it recessed into our memories until we had to sync Yu-Gi-Oh! Until the and time was I caught right. myself listening to this album again. 
And here it is, folks. Here we go. It's Yu-Gi-Oh! Music to Duel by. Oh, <sighs> I can't wait to talk about it. Oh Should we jump into uh, the performance, the live performance of Pink Floyd and Yu-Gi-Oh! Music to Duel by Gareth? Yeah. So again, in case people are incredibly confused, because honestly, I am. Yeah. This is a Pink Floyd concert from the 90s. 95. 95. Playing the 1973 album, but we've muted it. Yeah. And we're playing this obscure soundtrack album, but not soundtrack album, of songs inspired by the TV show Yu-Gi-Oh! Specifically, it's American adaptation, I'm pretty sure. Yes, notably there is a uh, Japanese take on this album, which is 40 tracks in length, just so you know, that exists out there. It's called... Oh, yes. It's called Duel Sound... No, Sound Duel, sorry. Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters Sound Duel, Volume 1. God damn. Yes. Incredible. So this was... There's like three songs on this that are the score from the TV show. That's the music you're designed to duel by. Yes, literal that, music to I'm duel I'm pretty by. sure that album is just that. And then they've okay. beefed it out for the American audience with... With just some quality hits. Yeah, let's we ha- I think we have to get into it. All right, man. Folks, all of this all of this media is on YouTube. You can play along at home. Yes. Maybe you don't want to, maybe you do. Um we'll we'll make a playlist on the Sync Floyd YouTube channel so you've got all these songs and footage. Okay. Just yeah, open through yeah. windows at once and just let it ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. All right, let's okay. do it, bud. Let's jump on in three, two, one, sync. <laughs> uh, we got, um, yes, we, at the start of the concert, we zoom in on like a little like dusty planet, I think is what's happening in this concert, yeah. right? Or like a little orb or something. I don't know what's going on. Um, but it like very harshly cuts to our friends the, in the Floyd here, the live performers. Um, yeah. Except we're getting some like fucking like flute <laughs> playing <laughs> because the opening track on this album is of course the Yu-Gi-Oh theme song um which starts out with this like yeah Egypty sounding flute playing and then dives into some like hard techno <laughs> from the 2000s <laughs> yeah. is the best way I could describe it this is also an extended cut of um the the full theme song which I believe is long in the anime as well yeah, from memory. It's like a minute and a half or something, you're watching it, and it's just, you're just seeing random Yu-Gi-Oh monsters and all your Yu-Gi-Oh friends appearing, but, you know. <laughs> um, oh, man. But, yeah, this is like three minutes of that sound soundtrack, and it's insane. Um, yeah, the bass line is rockin', though. I really enjoyed the bass line to Yu-Gi-Oh theme. It's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. It's, it's plugging away there. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, of course, the, the start of the album... Uh, that we would usually be listening to is speak to me and to breathe right breathes a very yeah. chill vibe <laughs> yeah uh and so naturally this performance matches that we've got like just like david gilmore singing the words to breathe as we're hearing just a man screaming the word Yu-Gi-Oh at us yeah <laughs> which is great um yeah, we've got uh, old mate um, Wright, Richard Wright, I think his name is, uh, going just absolutely nuts on the synths for this, for Breathe. Yes. He is surrounded by synthesizers. He's in, like, a little room he's made of his, of his own. Yes. And he is killing it, this whole performance. It's very good. <laughs> mm. um, I think we should 
run through the band that are on stage. Okay. Uh, so you've got fr- this is notably when um Roger was not in the band. Yes, this is post post Roger. Yeah, I believe he's still ke- technically not in Pink Floyd. He just tours the Pink Floyd music himself. Yeah, does he? Just like yeah. the old stuff. Yeah, and his own like solo work. Okay, I mean that's I mean fair yeah. enough. Yeah, absolutely. It does also give people like two chances to hear Pink Floyd live, essentially. But yeah. All right, let's go. Let's run through it because hilariously, this is probably okay. the first time we've actually talked about the members of Pink Floyd <laughs> like ever properly. Um, so we've got David Gilmore, of course. Yeah. On... He is looking good in his blue jeans and black t-shirt. Hell yeah, crushing it. Yeah. yeah. And they're just having a good time throughout this whole performance. Yeah. Honestly, there's a lot of times when he's not doing uh, anything. He's like, his his solo is just finished, and he's just like looks over to the like backup singers and is clicking his fingers like hell yeah yeah he's just having a great time that move is so cool i've caught myself doing it <laughs> since watching it's a good it's a good feeling in a live performance to like look over around you right and see everyone just doing their thing and feeling real good about that like that that's cool yeah. that's a that's a good place to be so we've got him uh we've got uh richard wright on keyboards and also secondary vocals um, yeah and like a thousand other types of keyboards like hammond organ yes. and everything he plays like a bunch of stuff yeah it's very impressive um and we've also got uh nick mason on drums of course yeah nick mason just looking like a kind of cool accountant i noticed he's sitting on an office chair <laughs> that's so good i do yeah I do. not a drum store he's got probably got to like maneuver around quite a bit and so yeah, it makes sense so. that his seat's on, like, wheels, but that would stress me out if I was performing, <laughs> yeah. like, playing the drums on a wheelie chair. It seems like a yeah. really tough thing to get, like, any kind of, like, traction <laughs> to play the drums. God damn. Yeah, I feel like I'd hit a drum too hard and go, like, sailing backwards. Yeah, exactly, right? That's the fear. Yeah. He isn't, like, smashing the drums. Like, he's not going, like, nuts through this performance as he's wont to do in, like, a Pink Floyd show. So, he is, like, doing it. But it's fairly... Most of the tracks are fairly low tempo for Dark Side of the Moon. So, it's he's not fully in danger of just disappearing into the darkness backstage. (laughs) But, yeah, anyway, he's here. Uh, should we go through the rest of the folks? Because there's a bunch of other people. Yeah, I've took some big guesses for their names here, by the way. Okay. So on the bass, we have Randy from Home Improvement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, this, like, child dressed, like, again, very hip and modern yeah. for, like, today's era. Very... Just rocking away the famous bass Very, lines. very young man, yes. Um, then we have a guy I've called Happy Drummer. yes. He's on secondary drums. He's wearing big headphones. He's standing. He's hitting a lot of drums that are hanging above him. Yeah, I like that energy as well. Yeah. He's yeah. got a bunch of the weird stuff that's like not good enough for Nick Mason to be playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we have a Woodland Elf on secondary keyboards. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a man in, with very lovely long hair, dressed in a little like vest. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Um, then we have three backup singers who, when I first watched this back when I was a kid, mm. taught me how to be a cool backup singer. Oh, they're like, great. The choreography yeah. throughout this whole performance is really good. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's a trio, which is like the classic setup for backup singers, and they just are perfectly in sync with each other throughout the whole performance. And also, like, get to do... 
a really fun thing when we get to great gig in the sky which is just awesome so yeah yeah uh we'll get there though so they're all great and then we have saxophone dad yes who <laughs> is just a, your dad with a saxophone he gets some good moments during um money and us and them <laughs> he does he's honestly the most out of place looking person <laughs> yeah. in the whole performance and that he looks like he's just sort of descended from the sky or like like <laughs> burst from another time yeah. yeah he's like look yeah he looks like a dad who they've just got out of the audience and he's like i can play the sax and then he does and it's really good so yeah yeah there you go sweet and then there's um i called him curly jefferson he's another guitarist yes yes who's very tucked to the side also surrounded by like he's in a kind of cage of amps yeah so he's not going very far. he's trapped completely and he's on like acoustic yeah. guitar yeah yeah and like some and I be- other keyboards and I believe stuff too. that's the Pink Floyd ensemble, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's everybody. Yeah. If we miss someone, <laughs> then I'm sorry. More so than like not saying your name, but whatever. We've got to move on. They're all here and they're all yeah. crushing it. And that we're, we're yeah. ignoring everything that they're doing to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, oh. Yeah. Also, the set itself we should describe. Um, oh, yeah. Because there's it's like this huge like orchestration of all these different instruments all over the place and then above it there's this like huge arch of steel and lighting rig and then Mm. underneath that is a complete uh circle as well with a with a screen inside of it um it's a real simple kind of setup for a show very like heck basic but it's incredibly effective the the circular screen that plays different like music videos that they've built for this show is great it's awesome yeah it's very tasteful for like mid 90s and also pink floyd yeah man they knew what they were doing with visuals right yeah heck yeah Yeah, so shout outs to that whoever set that stage up looks great iconic performance um yeah so the 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 urgency of the Yu-Gi-Oh theme is not carrying through (laughs) to the the visuals for me uh, I feel, no, I feel when I listen to Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting amped up, right? I'm getting excited to see my, some powerful duels and yeah. the music reflects that, but the breathe performance underneath was not doing that for me. Um, we do move into on the run, uh, that section while this yes. is still playing. It kind of shocked me how long this cut of the intro was because we can get into on, on the run before it even like finishes. Heck yeah. Kind of to be longer than a Pink Floyd song is wild. Yeah, that, that's a precedent in and of itself. Like that's amazing. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, we the on the run part of the performance is pretty cool. It's mostly hidden, and that it's like all weird like synth cuts and uh, audio samples and stuff. So we don't really see yeah. the band performing. It's just mostly focused on the music video of this uh, on the visual of a guy in a like hospital bed uh just racing forwards past all these different scenes and like eventually taking off like a plane and yeah and yeah it's it's pretty great um but yeah there's like when we cut to the next song there's a whole bunch of like lights flying into his face that like apparent i would assume only he can see but yeah yeah uh no it's very cool and it's very interesting because this man's going through some existential terror yes he's staring into the distance he's seeing all kinds of things while this music is exclusively talking about playing a card game yeah (laughs) is that interesting 
Yeah, nothing more like it's time to do the duel while a shocked man lies in bed. It's true, yeah. It's it's we should have been warned by this intro. Cuz when this <laughs> spoilers, when this comes back around, man, was I feeling like the man in the bed. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah. So, uh we got to dive into uh track 2, which is called Time to Duel with 2. Oh my god. The gosh. number 2 is in yeah. the title. Um, this track has big limp biscuit energy, is what I've written Holy down. Holy cow, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, really intense, like, rapping over, like, a breakbeat. It's really awful. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, there's rapping, like, not a lot, like, four bars of rapping. Yeah. And then there's some scream singing going, like, time to do. Yeah. It's it, And then just these sampled, dramatic. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I do love the idea of everyone gathered in the stadium, uh, like li- hearing this, watching this visual, and just hearing this playing out over, like the, yeah. the Yu-Gi-Oh album playing out over the loudspeaker, because it's just amazing. Um, while this yeah. song is playing, the like the crash sound on the run would be happening, and the yeah. sick thing about this is in the concert they acknowledge this by an ins- a, a prop of a plane flying in uh like over the audience like shooting sparks out of its wings and then like fake crashing into the wall to the left of the stage it's insane or stage left rather Mm. yeah no it's so cool and there's like a blinding light from it like the pyrotechnic budget is crazy it's great um unfortunately it doesn't sync with anything in this Yu-Gi-Oh album (laughs) No, but I do love that they acknowledge the crash sound as like an important moment on the album. So yeah, yeah, it's very good um, clarification for us that this is something we should import- find important in our songs. Yeah, big enough to have like a whole prop dedicated to it. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> bloody time to deal. Still playing after this as we go into the like the clock rolling in for uh, time's yeah. intro. Um, of course the visuals for time involve um yeah like a bunch of clockworks and machinery and like a little clockwork man just chilling and doing various things pulling away at a lever yeah it's very similar to what i saw at the planetarium when i went to the pink floyd light show which is ah sweet interesting yeah i don't know what inspired what Mm, hard to say yeah like we were talking about how the like at the time the planetarium thing was a thing that was touring probably like uh, immediately after the release of the album right like that's true yeah so probably it it came before this performance or maybe it, it, it informed the performance is what i would think yeah or it might have been parallel thinking Could like be. i mean the song is called time yeah. you're gonna show some clocks so you're gonna not show some stuff. clocks you know yeah yeah um yeah so but thankfully we do get into time as time to duel is wrapping up so (laughs) yeah that's okay we've got there the time (laughs) alignment has happened also want to note as the song ends we cut to nick mason and he's holding these glowing drumsticks (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're just like big glow sticks with the like drum ends on these must be custom or i'm sure you could probably buy these at any like local rock shop but surely yeah they're great they change color um and he's just having a grand old time with his glowy drumsticks and it's also just for this song (laughs) yeah 
right. And like anyone in the crowd isn't really seeing that. So no. it's really just for your dad and his DVD player. Yeah, man. It's great. I, do, I love that he just has glowy drumsticks for time. It's just such a sweet little note. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, um, meanwhile, on the Yu-Gi-Oh side of it, we're getting into a song called I'm Back. Yes. I'm Back. What did, what did you think of I'm Back? Um, so... I didn't love I'm Back. <laughs> no. I'm Back is fascinating in that for most of it, it sounds like it's not a song about Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes. So the song itself, like lyrical content wise, is in reference to a specific episode or series of episodes in the show yeah. where Seto Kaiba is replaced by like an evil clone and steals Seto's deck to like defeat Yugi. <laughs> um and so yeah it's about like having a duplicate and someone walking around in your shoes uh yeah it's really weird um yeah because it sounds like it could be like an enemy in a social situation yeah. or someone new is dating your ex or something but no we get to like the breakdown and they make it extremely <laughs> explicit that it is about this certain <laughs> episode because yeah there's like <laughs> we get like cuts i guess from the episode about removing kaiba from the picture yeah there's a like my favorite bit is just when i think like pegasus is saying seto kaiba will bother us no more <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it yeah. was so funny that i had to pause our little video <laughs> and take a break <laughs> at this juncture because i was like i can't believe someone made this yeah oh my god because uh, i initially listened to this um like did a re-listen as like a youtube playlist mm. just pretty much going by the youtube recommend right, right. next song thing and i thought i'm back and it just started playing like a pop punk song from this era until it gets to this point yeah. where it's like a full takeover of kaiba Corp. <laughs> <laughs> oh the best yeah. Unbelievable. my favorite sample of it is kaiba trying to you know take back his company and he says it's takeover time by me <laughs> in case you it's were like confused. who else could it be bud that's definitely dialogue from the show right oh my god yeah um weirdly though this song lines up great with time um <laughs> yeah it's like a soul the solo in the song starts exactly when dave gilmore starts just like jamming on the guitar like peeling yeah. out for his time solo it's a great sync it's like the solos yeah. aligning perfectly I'm, I'm feeling it i'm very happy <laughs> uh the guitar work on this album is actually like it's virtuoso-esque it's really good <laughs> wow <laughs> there is a lot of like, like insane solos that occur for sure yes uh yeah they're going for like hilariously on the album they're going for like a stadium rock kind of feel a lot of the time and because yeah, this is a sure. live performance in a stadium it's just the wrong <laughs> band is playing i feel like if this was like a bon jovi concert we were syncing it with it would work amazing oh yeah heck yeah you know <laughs> uh but yeah it, it does look weird the old sync up but it, it works in, well enough for me like obviously they're not playing the same notes <laughs> but <laughs> solo at the same time i'm very happy um unfortunately the next song starts up mid-time solo summon the dragon um there's uh no dialogue no vo no vocal to the song it's just a um just an instrumental cut i believe this is like yeah Kyber's this is... theme um yeah i think so this is definitely the eponymous music to jewel by okay 
yeah sweet and i did i remember as a kid dueling to some of this and it did feel pretty exciting <laughs> well there you go you're yeah. just prov- you're supposed to provide your own vocals and that you're talking about your <laughs> yeah in an emphatic way right you're trying to you're slamming down cards onto your dual disc and just <laughs> just yelling about blue eyes <laughs> yeah uh, singing to my brother about like how great my celtic guardian is and yeah, dark magician right exactly <laughs> uh but yeah sadly um we do get back into like times verse so uh both david gilmore and richard bright are singing singing away and we're getting no vocals at all in the track no nah. and, and that's that don't work for me friend um no this is also when i started to get like you know those dreams you have where you can you're trying to scream but no sound comes out or you're stuck in like mm. concrete and can't run yeah having heard this album like god probably a hundred times in the last year mm. then seeing it happen but not hearing it was incredibly terrifying yeah it's no good it, it yeah. was a harrowing it, this is yeah this is where i started to feel trapped and started to feel worried yeah. about what we were doing um <laughs> yeah because this song is just like it's just like a 90s techno song with like synth stabs thrown in for like drama i guess yeah like a whole bunch it's like interstitial music for the anime that they've just cut together um yeah for sure uh, it, it's arguably not a song <laughs> <laughs> but yeah well I, I, I was like oh no this is track four <laughs> so yeah um in the background yeah. we do uh go into some great gig here um with uh dave gilmore moves over to like a pedal steel guitar these things are really cool by the way these instruments i love pedal steel yeah they're like incredibly complicated to learn to play but yeah they make really cool sounding music because you can just like activate a slide whenever you need to with the pedals yeah um yeah i'm pretty sure like the spongebob music is played on one of these hilariously <laughs> um so if we if there's a spongebob album we could sync with this it might work great i don't know oh yeah um but yeah it's it's really good there's also um a really good lighting change uh in this section which does sync up with something uh, in in the dragon summon the dragon song uh oh yeah 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 yeah, there's there's something that's good uh it changes to like bright red light like like all the little uh lights on the stage swivel inwards and we cut to like a section of the song which uh, it sounds like every video game trailer in the like early in the, in the original xbox era there's like a trance yeah. loop that would always play in the background for like motocross Heck games yeah. and extreme sports games that just goes like yes 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 like that exact sound is playing yeah through the headphones right now and yeah that that <laughs> kicking in uh really really got me with that lighting change i was like oh okay here we are <laughs> Oh man, all techno has been ruined for me by my vague, like my only way to describe that kind of techno rave from the 90s is I think I've seen the movie Blade and I'm pretty sure that music plays in a vampire dance club. Oh yeah. And I can only think of vampire dance clubs now. Well, is that so bad though? No, not at all. (laughs) If it's the start of Blade that I remember, um, like they're all dancing in like a white room with like sprinklers like on all the time. 
and yeah that's sounding right yes yeah, like spoilers for like the first five minutes of blade but i remember that like it, eventually the sprinklers changed to be like washing them in blood and it's like oh very intense i'm pretty sure that's what happens it's been a while yeah. since i've seen blade but i'm pretty sure i might have actually been thinking of the matrix reloaded when i said blade as well oh yeah this this sound is so matrix reloaded like it is yeah. exactly what is going on in the like long car chase sequences uh that's yeah. what they're trying to evoke for sure um uh anyway we get out we luckily escape this track um yeah as we get into the, like the first vocalist of uh great gig kicking in so all the backup dancers i mentioned this earlier um our backup yeah. dancers and singers sorry they uh each have a part in great gig that they sing and i really like that i think that's really cool yeah. that each of them gets their own little like featured section in in the song it's really nice yeah i think it's awesome i think it's um I remember my dad explaining this as being like, oh, no one could recreate that vocal. So they had to like yeah. get three people in to do it. Yeah, for sure. It's an, inc- it's a, it's an incredible moment on the album for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Having, having three different people doing their own little, uh, vocal, uh, version is really awesome. Cause it's just like sort of like mildly improvis- improvisational, right? That, yeah. Yeah. Like just doing vocal harmonies over the, over the lead. And it's really good uh but yeah we've got to move on to the next song which is your move (laughs) oh yeah uh this song has remained lurking in my head for the last 15 years i found out when i first really um yeah this is kind of like a power metal song i would say Mm. um there's a yeah there's a lot of very strange lyrics uh (laughs) my favorite of which is it's an all-out war with monsters that obey (laughs) yeah which is a very good sentence that more people Uh, should say i think um uh the only one of the only things i want to talk about in this little song um is that there's a breakdown verse at like there's well like a a bridge section i would suppose it's not the typical verse but there's a one that like changes up the cadence of the singing and it sounds exactly like the song um kidnap the sandy claws from nightmare before christmas (laughs) Yes. if you like put these together if you like listen to one and then the other it's unreal how similar they are yeah like the like that kind of singing where they're like planning yeah. to do something oh it's it's wild that this is in a song <laughs> like yeah yeah it just it, the rest of the song is like um broken side emo meets like new mi- new metal rap yeah yeah and then yeah it goes into like full what do they call it patter songs yeah from like old musicals it feels like educational rap music <laughs> yes yeah yeah it, it's brush your teeth every day yeah right that exact feeling brush, <laughs> brush your teeth and you'll be okay <laughs> at the dentist it's where i go this is my toothbrush flow damn it's you're too good at it Sorry. too good <laughs> It's upsetting me deep down how how accurate that was, but yeah, definitely check yeah. out that uh, this track if you are a fan of that style of music. All oh, right, uh, my... I thought that was your overall review. Like, good song though. Check it out. Oh God, no! I, I don't. I don't recommend it for anyone with taste. Um, but man, I should. 
I need to point out, I've brought up um, the Amazon reviews, and I'm on a three-star review from Xbox Fan 2001. Okay. I was, surely he, he was love move. It, right? Because it, he has all the trailer sounds yeah. that he could ever want. <laughs> well, he found Summon Your Dragon 6 out of 10 boring song. Wow, okay. But he did give Your Move 10 out of 10 makes you want to duel. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Maybe it's just because I have no no desire to duel at any point <laughs> that I, I can't relate to this song. That's probably, yeah. I feel like I'm underqualified to talk about the album and that I'm not a, a keen duelist. Mm. So take my advice with a grain of salt, listeners. Uh, you may be better off listening to a true Yu-Gi-Oh! fan's recommendations. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, this album, I did kind of realize this album is like, you know how our songs in our world are about love mm-hmm. and like conflict and politics relationships. and relationships. Yeah. Yeah. This is obviously music from the world of Yu-Gi-Oh where dual monsters <sighs> are the most important thing in the world. You are so right. That's exactly yeah. it. Everyone's obsessed with this bloody card game and it's warping their views and music yeah. making ability like they're just this is all anyone cares about it's probably just music to do by playing on the local radio right in the Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. world and everyone's like you heard yeah. uh you heard <laughs> you've heard the track you heard old mate uh yugi what he's up to in this track <laughs> oh my god i really love because they probably would be also about the characters because oh yeah they're like such huge celebrities they're mega stars absolutely yeah uh, well, they were in the movie that we watched anyway, at that stage. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't... Oh. But thankfully, yeah, we're getting the great gig performance in the background. And for me, this was a welcome distraction from what was a harrowing track. Um, <laughs> yeah, we get... <laughs> the, like, the three vocal performances are awesome. And we get to see, like, David Gilmore mm. just, like, watching on, like a proud dad. Yes. It's very good energy, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yes. <laughs> As we're in the final <laughs> stages of Great Gig, though, we get into Dual Madness. Um, oh. The opening to this track has Kaiba, the voice actor for Kaiba, telling us that the virtual systems are ready. <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> that's an intense opening to a, a, any song. Virtual systems ready. I want um, just a DJ out there to sample the virtual systems are ready from this track and just drop <laughs> it into their set and see if anyone notices. Um, this song, uh, features some of the worst rapping I've ever heard recorded. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So it's just some, like, it sounds like just some random British man came in off the street and he's just, he's just rapping as we're getting into money in the background for us. Uh, but yeah, like I can't describe it. He is not, he does not have a voice suited to rap you could say no it, it sounds like karaoke to a song i've never yeah. heard you know yeah oh it's um a sample lyrics are zigapal zigazigapal want a duel want a duel want a duel want a duel yeah shout out to the spice girls i guess like yeah close... is that what they were saying when they wanted you to zigazig i hope so <laughs> duel them i was always curious <laughs> as to what they meant they just wanted me to duel um <laughs> Yeah, it's I yeah, dual madness is a lot. It's it's a lot this song. Mm. I was oh, I couldn't the the like chorus line talking about dual madness was yeah, 
like it like it's an the affliction. The best way I could <laughs> it so is the best way I could describe it is um I handwrote my notes and sh- made every letter in Dual Madness incredibly wide. Yeah, that's that's how it yeah. feels for sure. Yeah, it feels like like if you put your like legs and <laughs> knees really far apart and like crouched down and tried to run with your hands like touching the ground. Yeah. That's what the voice sounds like. Full exorcist backwards running down the stairs <laughs> yeah. feeling. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's yeah. The, and then I just can't get past that talk rapping. Like no. he's just saying the lines. He's just a man reading off a page. Who, <laughs> definitely someone who thought rap was easy. Yeah. And was like, oh, anyone can do it. And then told these guys that yeah i'm real good at rapping yep. and one take has let let us all down really let me down <laughs> let you down let pink floyd down yes uh i've written the, yeah thankfully throughout the song nothing syncs with the money performance thank goodness uh yeah i, I would be upset if it did if we had any syncs here <clears throat> oh my god uh, there's a uh, little weird, like, vocal sample from, I think, the Pharaoh's voice actor, who just says, yeah. can Yugi control the power, or will the power control <laughs> Yugi? Which <laughs> is just something, it's nothing. That's not yeah. not a sample you should use. Um, but yeah, this is easily the front run of my least favourite track on the whole album. It's yeah. awful. <laughs> it's almost unlistenable yeah there's a part just before the bridge where he raps summon the dragon blue eyes white send in the swords of revealing light and like screams the world word light and like turns into like aerosmith or like if aerosmith were pure evil (laughs) (laughs) evil aerosmith is something that i can get behind absolutely yeah oh my god pharaohsmith (laughs) pharaohsmith (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's like a triple entendre. That's so smart. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, hey, thanks. <laughs> God damn. Okay, uh, yes. This is also where we get our, our friend the saxophonist appearing for Money Solo. Yeah. He shows up like a dad out of hell. Here he is. Um, <laughs> I love him. Um, we get into the next song, No Matter What, um, <sighs> which is some like stadium rock Bon Jovi kind of stuff here. yeah country post grunge yeah uh like i think the kids call this singing hum yow it's that like grungy kind of like yeah yeah i'm gonna sing exactly kind of that feeling yes um yeah oh my god it is matching the the money performance the like long guitar solo fairly well i do hate yeah. it but it does match <laughs> um so i've got to give it props for that uh yeah there is a weird little guitar solo section um where i'm pretty sure no one in the band is doing anything on screen (laughs) we don't see anyone performing any instrument at all um i'm pretty sure there's a bass like solo occurring that we just isn't shown but we're hearing a guitar solo and that's a a keen anti-sync for me so yeah um, I think they, on purpose, aren't showing the members, especially the bassist, that yeah. much. Because they're not original members. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, accurate, for sure. They're, they yeah. aren't, they're trying to avoid it. They're keeping it to the boys that you know, uh, yeah. that you barely know the names of. So, just trying to get them <laughs> get them on screen as much as possible. And fair play, but yeah. Yeah. 
they do get like a little bit they do cut to him like right at the end i think after the solo is done but it's yeah little yeah. unfair um but yes uh what have we got next yes so i don't i don't think the world is ready for us to finish talking about no matter what james why is that the no matter what on youtube is listed as a duet between yugi and joey oh that's right oh my god <laughs> which is god. so much funnier because neither of them talk like hey, yeah it's it's good it would be good if they did if there was a cut of them yeah. like if they and they both sounded like the lead singer of disturbed i'd be really oh. into that or like puddle <laughs> of mud kind of yeah for the show if the pharaoh if yugi had a voice where he talked like little yugi and then whenever he became the pharaoh he talked like yeah i'm gonna do you into the ground kaiba like that would be really good yeah instead of his like getting taller and angry eyes he just gets like a sweet goatee yes (laughs) he doesn't grow at all he stays exactly the same height but he grows like a really shitty beard and puts on like a backwards cap um oh my uh, god i love it uh but we do have to move on i'm sorry i'm sorry gareth okay just quickly have you ever had to duel against your very best friend and did it feel like the song um i've never had to do that no but i feel like it would if i did um okay yeah so if, if that happens coming up then someday <laughs> I'll, I'll put this on in the background to get myself hyped up to do it yeah yeah one of the best arguments I've heard for pop music is that it trains you on how to feel an emotion. Like, Whoa. if you're going through something sad, you know that there's like an endless amount of sad songs to help you with this. Okay. And this song fills that void, you know? It helps you get ready for if you have to play Yu-Gi-Oh against a friend. That's very true. <laughs> That's what yeah. the service that this album provides in general. <laughs> it is literally music to duel by, so... it is what it says on the tin um so i'm happy about that uh oh my god i don't know how i feel about songs teaching you how to feel emotions that feels very like sociopathic but (laughs) i feel like as this especially this episode i'm revealing my robotic self oh no (laughs) (laughs) what is joy sadness (laughs) like earlier i called the human experience love and conflict and politic i mean that's pretty accurate though i'm pretty sure that's how an alien would see the human experience for sure so you know you're just trying to summarize it and i think that's all right oh okay yeah yeah i think i'm I'm sure you are a human just like me with with feeling about politic and and relationship (laughs) so yeah can we move on now that we've done that yes (laughs) that was it i was just really trying to trick you into reassuring me i had human emotions Uh, and i got what i needed there you go well sweet let's move on to the song just quickly xbox fan 2001 gives this song 10 out of 10 oh no matter what he knows his shit yeah i i trust him (laughs) to to tell us how we should rank this album um okay uh the next song we we hear exodia um which i'm pretty sure is the theme for exodia in the show or at least like whenever exodia gets played they play like a little bit of this song or whatever um it's like some like weird eerie chords 
followed by like a bunch of like major key positive horn sounds. Um, yeah, it's a weird and incongruous song. Um, this like the breakdown of this song sounds very much like a um, like a generation four Pokemon battle theme that was rejected. Oh. <laughs> um, like you're going up against like Cynthia and the Elite Four. And this could play, and you'd be like, oh, I, I don't know if this is right, but, <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd be like, I guess I'm hyped. <laughs> um, musically, this is the most insane song on the whole album. This, yeah, this, this feels like so many different ideas just colliding um, together. It's like they had, it's like they had all the remaining uh, samples of music that they've ever played on Yu-Gi-Oh! the TV show and put them in one song. Um, it's very weird. It's a weird song. Yeah. There's a lot. It's a lot. Exodia. But I, I, yeah. I, I guess that's like, that tracks with Exodia, how it's like assembled in your hand. If you have the five pieces of Exodia, you can play them. And I think you just instantly win when you do that in Yu-Gi-Oh! Is that a thing? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, God, what a, you've got to have his arms, legs, and head. What a terrible thing to have in a card game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like if there was an extra goal hidden in a football field, where if you hit that, you just win the game. Yeah, there's like a small bucket that's suspended at the top of like one of the goalposts, and if you get the ball <laughs> yeah. in there and it doesn't fall out for three seconds, you just win instantly yeah or more like if you're like a baseball team if you had these players on the bench and they all ended up playing then you'd win like it's kind of that simple you know you've got the cards if you play through the entire starting lineup you just instantly win (laughs) yeah that's kind of nuts it'd be shorter baseball (laughs) games yeah but like you shuffle your players wrong and you just got exodia's leg trying to play baseball no man no one wants that no yeah that's right they were useless on their own right yeah so you were, they you... only had like a hundred points or something yeah you were making like a deck building restriction by trying to include exodia but instantly winning for playing five cards is just what a boring way to win a game <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, it's the Gosh. like it's the like Yahtzee equivalent of a card game. <laughs> it's like, well, I rolled all sixes, so I win. See ya. You know. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Uh, yeah. I will say with Exodia is by this point I'd been so battered down that my only notes for the song were nice, tasteful, <laughs> tasteful, which is neither of those are true. No, the yeah. maybe you were talking about the performance, which is. Um, yeah, yeah, we go into like us and them and after Money solo finally. Uh, it's Money's performance here I think is like 12 minutes long, which is insane. Um yeah. But yeah, we get into us and them finally. And there's a yeah, like a dark stage with uh like walking feet appearing on the um on the screen. I think a lot of like war imagery is playing out. Um and yeah. Yeah, and like businessmen as well. Yeah, we get another like sweet little uh, saxophone solo from our friend, uh, <laughs> the the Erdad. But um, I wish I was hearing him and not this song. Yeah, I'm very sad. Uh, but yeah, let's move on. Ahead of the game starts up next. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah, this is not matching the chill vibe of of 
lovely us and them um this not in the slightest this song is written from kyber's perspective uh just being like a boastful kind of prat um he i do love that there's a little verse where he sings about his liquidity and his giant balance sheet that's a direct quote from the song um eyes emoji uh there you go uh yeah there's another good sync here with like a lighting change which is uh pretty good along with like the chorus but the chorus line ends with like nothing will be the same like and the same aligned perfectly with like the lights spiraling around in a really cool way so that looked cool yeah uh but yeah weird song yeah there's a lot of like (laughs) yes in a list of weird songs this one is pretty amazing pretty great yeah just a song performed by kaiba is crazy Um, yeah it does to its credit like it's sounds like he'd write it like it's very yeah um it's very mechanically kind of an algorithm kind of wrote it like dj scratching is cool we'll put that in yeah exactly i like cashmere by led zeppelin i'll put the exact riff from that in there he's built us a simulation of every pop song (laughs) and well every song that was playing at the time um in, in Yu-Gi-Oh world and put them together and the machine spit out this and he's like well i'm sure to hit number one with the head of the game <laughs> oh my god it's great uh, yeah check it out um th- with this song and then the following song um we will be there uh i've got a theory about this and that these are rejected songs from a Yu-Gi-Oh musical that was never made oh yeah just 100%. having characters sing like their own little aside songs is so like live performance musical uh it's it's just i thought i thought it was strange to have on an album but i loved that it just starts like so deep into it we're like track 10 right yeah (laughs) yeah and we're getting like takes from all the different characters here uh which yeah so the the next track will uh will be there is a song from like yugi's friends singing to him about how they like back him 100 percent. we get like the the bit from the anime where they all draw the like smiley face on their hands together um yeah it's crazy it's so weird that they're like they're like serenading yugi as he deals over some acoustic guitar um it's amazing like how much these characters know that they're the support characters yeah oh they, like they're like we've got nothing going on but whenever you're dueling we'll be here with you we fo- we alone. are brought to life again yeah like we are nothing without you <laughs> is what this <laughs> song is about <clears throat> there is a great Pretty line much. yeah <laughs> there is a great line from i think joey's uh stand-in character just based on how they sing um but he says sometimes it's hard to live with the choices you have made and fucking preach man that like if that doesn't sum up this episode of the show uh (laughs) holy crap uh yeah no this song sucks so bad it's like trying to be like really earnest and like lovely and it super is not (laughs) yeah all the acoustic guitars sound like they've just been done in midi as well yeah we'll just plug them in here and then we'll add a real guitar later oh what do you mean that cd's due tomorrow <laughs> yeah a lot of yeah a lot of these uh instruments sound very lo-fi no like no effort put into them the horns earlier i think are directly from a midi keyboard um yeah so yeah <laughs> oh 
Oh my god. Meanwhile, in the concert that we're watching, the good thing that is part of this, uh, we're in any colour you like, and um, visually there's some really cool like kaleidoscopic visuals appearing on the big circular screen and a bunch of multicolored lights flying around this is mm. really sweet i would love to see this like yeah you know having any color you like is it's like definitely the trippiest and like vibiest part of the album and heck yeah, yeah they know it with this with this visual it's awesome yeah richard wright also kind of gives david gilmore a little fringe friendly look oh i like that which i noticed like he's hearing the song and it's like oh we will be there mm. there you go um yes yeah my review of this uh song you could put it up on pitchfork it would be two words and it would just say mercifully short <laughs> so there you go yeah oh but you know like how you've got to um you know, you can't have a sunny day without a bit of rain. You've got to have this bad, bad Damn song right. before we get to the greatest song ever written. Absolutely. We're finally here. It's face up, face down. Um, as written from Maximilian Pegasus's perspective, the key antagonist yeah. of the Yu-Gi-Oh! franchise. Fun fact, this song is sung by the voice actor for, <laughs> for Maximilian Pegasus. Yeah. Iconic. Incredible definitely not a singer oh my god (laughs) he does um vocal training now though like if you listen to the song you're like i want to sing like this you can go to his website i've forgotten his name um and ask him to train you wow you so i too can learn to speak like pegasus yeah with that like extra layer of whimsy in my voice (laughs) yugi boy (laughs) that's my maximilian that could be you james oh please oh my gosh Uh, okay face up face down is the broadway villain number yes it's the absolutely be prepared from the lion king it's the um super is hamilton um wait for it yeah it's yeah (laughs) it it is it i like i wrote that down um the the like the scar song from the lion king absolutely like it's it is that feeling and that it's a a monologue from pegasus talking about his grand plans and how you never even reach his abilities right the big villain yeah. energy perfect for the Yu-Gi-Oh musical that i'm writing so <laughs> yeah it's it's so good the chorus alone yeah. is worth it for this song because it just talks about the mechanics of Yu-Gi-Oh and ends with the <laughs> yeah. line play your strongest card <laughs> Which, yeah face up face down attack or defend face up face down this battles to the end oh my god i love it it's it's yeah. too good it, it's so hammy and hilarious mm. oh and he yeah he does like a bunch of like evil chuckles throughout the song as well oh yeah great oh my god uh, uh, it's interesting as well because they were obviously not too confident in put writing a full broadway number because they bring back the riff from ahead of the game mm. at one point and they also kind of have that bleepy bloopy uh blade and matrix reloaded synthesizer in there as well okay maybe it's just yeah a reference but, to like kaiba working for P- pegasus in some instances or i don't know yeah having which is very very well thought out <laughs> yeah it's the, it's the motif right? of the album coming back yeah. through yeah there you go orchestral oh work gosh. there pretty good 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it just, it's so good. The song is laden with, like, little samples from the anime of just, um, or maybe live performances from Maximilian's voice actor just being like, your yeah. turn, Yugi boy. And it's just, I'm, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. It's great. I love it. I will die for it. It's, oh. It's great. Just, like, doing the dishes to this, you feel... Like, the dishes are all part of your scheme. <laughs> like, every bubble is the soul of an enemy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Because most of this song is about, like, oh, I've stolen all your loved one's souls, but yeah. it's chill. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Losing your soul yeah. is not as bad as you would think, is what he's trying to yeah. say. Which is <laughs> An a, exact lyric. It's a hard sell. <laughs> but yeah. he's so charming that I'm inclined to believe him. Um, oh my god. Uh, we... Is there a better song about stealing someone's grandfather's soul? I don't think so. I would be. No. I'm sure that like other songs have been written about stealing your grandfather's soul, rare as they might be. But this is the best one. <laughs> um, yeah. What does our boy, the reviewer, say? Xbox fan sixty nine or whatever oh, it was. I'm sorry. I got deep into his um, other reviews, and <laughs> um, his review of Toy Story is. Uh, one of the best movies ever made. Unfortunately, Disney isn't making any more Toy Story movies. Oh. And he posted that in 2005. So <laughs> I've got good news for him. <laughs> hey, Xbox fan, get get hyped. <laughs> There's so many more. You've got two Stone Cold classics. There's four Toy Story movies, um, Gareth. I know, I said that, yeah. I'm assuming you knew about Toy Story 2 at this point. Oh, I hope so. Okay, But this is a oh, review God, of Toy Story 1. It? Maybe he just wasn't up to yeah. the play. Oh, no, Xbox fan, because he stopped reviewing around 2005. Like, he moved on. Fair enough. He reviewed a Nokia phone and then got on his way. Oh, my God. This this review section is a goldmine. What other things has he reviewed? Um, Nintendogs, five stars. Hell, yeah. Great great game. Um, yeah. Uh, King of Fighters, a minimum impact on gamers. Oh. I think that's a game. Uh, yeah, King of Fighters is a, like, it's like a beat-em-up game. Um, oh, okay. Man, okay. I, f- I disagree with that take completely, but fair enough. <laughs> um, he's reviewed a juice box media chip. Do you know what that is? I have no idea what that is. I, wa- I want to know. Yeah. He's the only person who's reviewed it. Um, it's a 32 gigabyte with The Adventures of Billy and Mandy Volume 1 on it. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Um, currently unavailable on Amazon now. So a juice box is like a, it's like a really shitty Walkman that plays like cartridges with music on them, apparently. Huh. Or they play like, they play like the, um, the video. Of the, like you can play music videos on like a tiny little like Tamagotchi size screen, um, I think is the idea. And yeah, you could put like uh, GBA style um, cartridges in and play little clips of TV shows and music videos. Oh, there's that sounds perfect for us. There's probably a, there's so there's a bunch of people that use this technology like Nickelodeon and Four Kids etc put like their yeah. shows on these little cartridges as well so you could probably watch Yu-Gi-Oh on one of these things Ooh, yeah it just looks like okay. an enormous digimon tamagotchi in case you're yeah in case you're wondering what it looks like listeners okay <laughs> let, let's divert back from this rabbit hole 
I, I, I do <laughs> love that he's reviewed such disparate things. He's like a renaissance yeah. man and that he's covered like so many different medias and things, but like only one of each, <laughs> which is very <laughs> yeah. good. Oh my God. He's like at a buffet, just sampling away. Yeah. Just bring me your favorite movie, your favorite TV show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Is he Pegasus? He definitely is. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but Although his review for Face Up, Face Down is 5 out of 10, Pegasus singing, lol. Oh. What? He can't what be Pegasus, hater. never mind. He's a, nah. he's a Pegasus hater, so we got to yeah. let's move on from him and <laughs> we can't have him anymore. Never mind. No, he's done. <laughs> he's cut out of my life. Oh. Yeah. Um, cancel. Cancel. Canceled. Oh my god. Um but yes, unfortunately we have to move on from our favorite song on the album into the final 3. Yeah. Uh we're getting uh the final part of the performance here with Eclipse. Uh, brain damage into Eclipse is playing uh in the background by the way. Uh but yes, yeah. we move into Millennium Battle um which is another instrumental song, but I feel like this one goes much better with the visuals of the concert of Brain Damage um and that it's yeah, more like sure. it's more like a suspenseful eerie kind of song which i feel like matches the pink floyd vibe better than the other instrumental mm. bombastic things that we've had before now you know um yeah the track like keeps going with like a visual of the sun coming in uh and and the moon aligning for an eclipse as eclipse starts playing um yeah now at this point i'm getting worried i'm like because <laughs> the concert's ending gareth uh yeah and i'm like i don't know what's gonna happen now because we've got like another two songs that are about to play and pink floyd are waving to the camera waving to the audience <laughs> and leaving the stage and i've i've never been more afraid <laughs> at the end of an album um yeah so i didn't know what was going to happen here uh it was oh. it's me standing at the precipice uh for the final part of the album gareth but thankfully oh. listeners uh gareth is a patron saint and a fine man and he looped the concert for me <laughs> in the video that he, we've put together uh and so it just starts back up again <laughs> we go straight into speak to me slash breathe again baby as is god oh. intended <laughs> oh my god uh yeah i'm very i'm very pleased with that i was so afraid but you oh yeah picked me up in your strong arms and you carried me away gareth it's very reassuring uh i feel like only richard wright from pink floyd is aware that he's now in a loop oh because for the rest of the performance he is incredibly aware of the songs he keeps looking over his shoulder like Oh no, what's happening? Is this some Yu-Gi-Oh music that I'm hearing? Yeah. yeah. One song ends and he's still playing his Pink Floyd song on mute and he looks so happy that it's ended. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, because... Uh, I hope he's free from that now. I hope so too. We we aren't yet though. We've got two songs left to cover. We've got Heart of the Cards playing as, as we get our first loop of the album here with some yeah. truly, truly awful rapping. Um really bad yeah it's like if riff raff from the rocky horror had a cold oh my god yes um this, yeah this is like a really 
trash like prog thing that is trying to happen with the yeah, like mm. the plinky plonk kind of rapping style of riffraff here <laughs> oh it's very bad um yeah you could charm a snake it is actually you could charm a snake to this flow it's like if you taught a snake um to sing exclusively by playing it like <laughs> new metal and rocky horror oh my god it's like the parable says you sing to a snake he'll be he'll be charmed for a day teach a snake <laughs> teach a snake Yu-Gi-Oh, and he'll be charmed for life there you go uh the worst thing is i finished my watch and i um had to then go into a zoom meeting mm. and my goodness the song was just stuck in my head the whole meeting oh. i just had like spirit and mind startlingly accurate performance there by gareth um definitely, <laughs> yeah definitely check that one out so that you know what it's like yeah, yeah the, the the chorus ends with the classic phrase time to duel as well just like yelled out and it's awful yeah um but yes they saved the worst for last though gareth because <laughs> the final track of this album world of Yu-Gi-Oh, is its name yeah i i i'm a i feel like i'm a fairly rational person i feel like i'm like fairly restrained in my takes uh this is probably completely untrue by the way i i, I do i do enjoy a good rant every now and then and we're about to dive into one because i hate this track with, with like every fiber of my being this is the most insane way to end any album it's yes it's it's so so awful um i'm pretty sure this song plays in the waiting room of hell um it's like <laughs> it's like if mindless self-indulgence were playing over like a turbo pop song like like uh Oh, what is it called uh what are they called shit they, they did the bug snacks theme tune i can't remember oh kiro kiro bonito yeah it's like if mindless self-indulgence yeah. and kiro kiro bonito teamed up to make something designed to destroy people it's <laughs> like it's awful um it features uh. some like really iconic lyrics as well um oh yeah solve the puzzle transformate into the duel king and teach me yummy yugi like yeah what the fuck is that transformate <laughs> that's not a word so the song is like a pop punk kind of bare naked ladies rap kind of yes. thing that is essentially Yu-Gi-Oh! mary sue fan fiction where the narrator has inserted himself into Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. but he's too smart to fall for like pegasus's traps obviously kyber it it sucks, yeah. Oh, I, it, oh, <laughs> I'm so upset by this song <laughs> that this is how this the album ends. It's like a final fuck you from the album. Yeah. Um. Even, even from a completely robotic standpoint, <laughs> it ends by saying "Welcome to the world of Yu-Gi-Oh." Yeah. That's not how you end your world of Yu-Gi-Oh album. It super isn't. Surely you flip the first and second tracks, right? No, the first and yeah. last track, sorry. You, you put the Yu-Gi-Oh theme at the end, the one that everyone knows and loves, and you put World yeah. of Yu-Gi-Oh at the start so that people can not buy this album because they hear this first <laughs> yeah. when turning it on and go, oh God, oh, oh, oh no, and just and return it immediately. 
Um, yeah. They, oh, God, they must have known. Anyway, visually, uh. we are in on the run. And we see our boy, we see the man in the hospital bed, just lights flashing into his eyes. He's zooming yeah. down a runway out of control. Uh, he's, he's about to have a plane crash in front of him. And that's exactly yeah. how I feel listening to this song. <laughs> that is the perfect sync to close out uh, what can only be described as the perfect album, Gareth. Um, <laughs> At one point in this album as well, they realise they haven't crammed in enough Yu-Gi-Oh! references. And the singer just yells, Joey! <laughs> over, like, weirdly, the chorus happening. And two of the previous verses like layered on top of each other oh my god it's just it's too much it, it's yeah. whoever oh, whoever made this song should be in prison <laughs> i really <laughs> hate it oh shit oh, the, these lines though the dark magician and the pot of greed and cannon soldiers <laughs> do your damage it's the starships that i need now the battle phase is over and that card is overrated. Come on, let's go. <laughs> oh, fuck. Poetry. Oh. All right. That's the that's the <laughs> end. The the our video just cuts there and because it's the end of the album and I sat in yeah. shock for 5 minutes and <laughs> and then and then I had to had to send a message to Gareth saying, "Well, well, I'm done." <laughs> uh, what did you think? How did it sink? Oh, I think, again, as this is our first reverse sync. Yeah. It's it's almost like it's not about the sinks. It's about how many of your life points remain. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm at absolute zero. I feel like the only, the only point, like, you could have just sent me this last song on the album and I would have felt exactly the same way like this that song alone was enough to destroy me but we've got a whole yeah. album of of prime Yu-Gi-Oh cuts that we have to talk about uh, this isn't a review of just that final song no nah. uh what if we finally you know how we realized doing the entourage episode that we can get into negatives yeah I reckon for these reverse syncs, we're playing entirely in the shadow realm of negatives. I like that. So, zero being the highest. Yeah, we start at zero. And ten and being work, the lowest. work downwards. Yeah. Yes. For, for... Uh, so, what, what, would you, what would you give this? Oh. Uh. Oh, I want it. Oh. <laughs> this is uncharted territory. It's like, yeah. I'm feeling like a strong negative seven on this. <laughs> you know there were syncs it's still a good reasonable score yeah <laughs> there were syncs but they were undone by by releasing nightmares into the world yeah. by showing me large anime monsters from beyond the realms of mortal men um yeah it's also very hard like every other time we've had storytelling which is humans like base power like something we've programmed to do and understand mm. but watching a muted concert while a different oh. album plays yeah man a concert that has a sort of has a storyline to it but you need the music for that 
it does it throws you completely out of whack absolutely i feel like i'm a cartoon character with no outline <laughs> yes spilling out of the page every now and then yeah. oh my god yeah no like uh, i've never the thing about this this experience was i've never missed pink floyd in my life more it made me yes, it made same. me thankful for what we do on a regular basis on the podcast <laughs> which is an insane thing that we do by the way um yeah like making me miss that is kind of crazy right <laughs> heck yeah like, i love doing the show obviously but like it's it's still a, a nuts thing that we're doing and oh and yeah having explain it to anyone yeah right uh but having having me miss that part of the show having this experience be so bad and making me want to do a regular episode like nothing else <laughs> um yeah absolutely we we are fully yeah. in the in the shadow realm um yeah how are you feeling about my negative seven gareth i'm loving your negative seven okay mark it on the shadow graph the, the shadow graph with the dark axes oh <laughs> uh, the axes of evil um oh very nice oh my god sweet that's that's another oh. episode of our show <laughs> oh wow oh. I mean, it's gonna be a, a lovely change of pace uh next episode to, re to return to well not a change this was a change of pace to return to normalcy of yeah just listening to listening to an album and watching a film oh it's, where where are you going to take us James? it'll be it's a relief quick. well as as this has invaded my usual way of life my usual stance <laughs> it's just people coming in and changing things and getting getting amongst and and just destroying what i know and love gareth and i don't i'm not gonna stand for it okay i'm not we're gonna we're gonna yeah. sort it out i'm, I'm st sticking up for myself i'm sticking up for you and the podcast and for the human race okay i'm going we're going okay. to watch independence day <laughs> oh <laughs> okay this, not where i thought that was this going. is the declaration of our independence and you <laughs> can't control what we're doing on this show <laughs> all right my flag yeah, is planted right. firmly in the top of an alien spacecraft ah yes yeah sweet all right cool oh my gosh a... so look out for that next week if you have recovered listener yeah because we may not have <laughs> it was a bizarre lead in there but that's exactly the frame of mind that i'm in so i apologize yeah. oh uh, oh my gosh well um until then i've been gareth blackler i've been james baron check out sink floyd wherever you feel like checking out sink floyd yeah please uh goodness me um and until until then we'll see you on the dark side of the moon on the dark side of the moon Oh, I just needed to do that for real. Like, bring me back to Earth. Yeah. Oh, goodbye. Virtual systems ready.